And now it's the show brought to you by Mountaineer fans for Mountaineer fans, the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into episode 183 of the CRW Podcast here for Baylor preview and predictions edition ahead of the final game of the 2023 WVU football regular season. Hard to believe that this year's flown by, but here we are, West Virginia, looking at potentially their first eight-win season in over five years. So excited to get to this game and hopefully see West Virginia come out on top. We're going to break it down provide my key to victory and my score prediction here. And, of course, we'll provide some predictions for the other Big 12 Conference games here in Week 13 as well. But before we get to all that, we got to lead this episode off the way we always like to. And, of course, that's with a little bit of Mountaineer news. All right, leading off Mountaineer news here on episode 183, just wanted to take a second and recognize some West Virginia football players that were awarded following their performances in the win over Cincinnati, of course, those being Jaheim White, who was awarded Sean Alexander Freshman of the Week Award as well as Big 12 Newcomer of the Week within the conference there. So shout out to true freshman Jaheim White having a phenomenal season and much-deserved recognition following his 200-plus yard performance there on the ground against Cincinnati and also adding the 75-yard receiving touchdown. So we had Jaheim White recognized. And then, of course, also gaining some national recognition was the Mountaineer quarterback, Garrett Green. As you can see, Gigi, who also had a phenomenal game here against Cincinnati, was awarded the Manning Award Quarterback of the Week honor after his performance, which saw him go 12 of 19, gain 364 total yards, pick up four touchdowns, and have a quarterback rating of nearly 99 in Garrett Green's best performance yet as a Mountaineer. So hopefully we're seeing the birth of a dynamic duo in that game against Cincinnati with Garrett Green and Jaheim White, but wanted to take a second and mention the fact that they were certainly honored for their great play last week, and hopefully it continues this week with this upcoming game against Baylor. Moving on here in Mountaineer News, we will round out the segment with a bit of a roster update, one departure, and then an incoming recruit for the future of West Virginia football will be the final thing we'll touch on 
following this departure. But both of these reports and many of our other great Mountaineer sports updates can be found on wvsportsnow.com where you'll find our episodes as well. And we're really appreciative of them and being a part of the Sports Now family of networks. But if you're tuned into the video version there on their website or on our YouTube here on the Country Roads webcast, we ask you to do us a favor. Hit the like button on the video. really helps us out. And be sure subscribe if you're a West Virginia fan and you haven't already. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer sports content out to Mountaineer Nation. And if you're listening on the audio side, we really appreciate you tuning in that way as well. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, you name it. Just search Country Roads Webcast. If you're listening on that side, be sure to leave us a rating review. That helps. And just share us around with other Mountaineer fans that you may know. But continuing on here through Mountaineer News to open episode 183, we did have a departure. And that is, unfortunately, wide receiver Davis Mallinger will be leaving the West Virginia Mountaineers and entering the transfer portal. So becoming the third West Virginia receiver to leave the team this year, actually, uh, joining Cortez Braham and Jeremiah Aaron, who did it very early in the season. They are believed to enter the transfer portal as well once it opens. So, you know, sad to see a player leave the team, especially a guy that had a lot of potential, I think, maybe down the line due to his speed. But maybe he'll be able to, you know, fulfill that potential at another destination as he will be moving on from West Virginia. So we may see some surprises depart West Virginia. This one probably not as big of a surprise due to the lack of playing time this season. No, he was recovering from the knee injury, dealing with the switch over from, you know, the spear position over to the offense where he was going to try and play wide receiver, didn't find a role this year and get onto the field and is deciding to try and move elsewhere. And he released a statement there on his social media. You can find more details on it there if you want to read his full statement at Davis Mallinger 1 there on X. But I appreciate his time in West Virginia and wish him the best moving forward. And just wanted to update this, obviously, and along with it, wanted to add that it will probably be the you know time that we start to see this happen. Some players depart the roster, especially following this game against Baylor, you know, leading up to the bowl game, and then especially after the bowl game, you're going to start to see some departures. You know, it's just the nature of college football now as the transfer portal is set to open here in the near future. Some players will announce their intentions to leave your program. But I think, you know, the good part for West Virginia is I think this offseason we will probably not see nearly the amount of valuable players, I guess you could say, leave the roster that we had had to deal with in years prior. I think West Virginia is in a lot better place NIL-wise and some other areas right now that I think this offseason could be good for West Virginia, not only for the players that they retain. I think they could retain a good majority and the ones that they really want and need to. And I think West Virginia could also maybe bring in some good transfers this offseason. So look forward to that as well. You know, Neil Brown's going to be coming off his most successful season yet at West Virginia. That's going to lead to more NIL money, which could lead to some big-time transfers this offseason. So we're excited to cover that, and we'll cover both the additions and the departures here on the Country Roads webcast. So be sure, follow along with us here as, you know, we're reporting this departure here on this Mountaineer News segment that, unfortunately, is Davis Mallinger leaving the West Virginia roster. Appreciate Mike Oste from WVSportsNow.com providing the article. But we also added a player to a future West Virginia roster maybe with the verbal commitment of a 2025 recruit, and it's coming at the quarterback position as the Mountaineers get a jump start on their signal caller for the 2025 class. Let's take a look at this to round out Mountaineer news. And I've actually already covered this in a video on the Country Roads webcast YouTube channel, so be sure subscribe to us over there if you're listening on the audio side and haven't done that already. But wanted to cover here on the podcast as well, and that is, of course, West Virginia receiving a commitment for the 2025 recruiting class in quarterback Scotty Fox because 
becomes the second commit in that 2025 class already. West Virginia has locked down in-state recruit Tyshawn Dews and now adds a quarterback in Scotty Fox, currently a three-star prospect, but looks to be very talented. I shared some of his highlights in that video on the CRW YouTube channel, and he shows, you know, ability to throw on the run, ability to throw off platform and some dual threat capabilities as well. Has some nice running plays in that video. So I think he'll be good for the future of West Virginia football, who seems to have some really good quarterbacks in tow if they can keep everyone on board. Obviously, GG having a very good season. Then you have Nico, who was a highly touted recruit. You added Khalil Wilkins or expecting to add him in this upcoming signing period that will come up here, you know, signing day approaching rapidly less than a month now, coming up on December 20th. Hopefully you'll add Khalil Wilkins to the program and then add Scotty Fox the next season. Looks like West Virginia has a good slew of quarterbacks, but wanted to report on the addition of Scotty Fox to the West Virginia football recruiting class for 2025, choosing West Virginia over Boston College, Kentucky, Indiana, Michigan State, and Cincinnati, among others. So highly touted already. In his young career, still another year of high school football left to play for Scotty Fox. But if you want to follow him there on X Mountaineer Nation, you can at Scotty Fox 18 as he looks to be the next in line of a good run of West Virginia football quarterback recruits. So there you have it, Mountaineer Nation. Wanted to provide some recruiting and roster updates there in this week's Mountaineer News segment. So having done that, now we can dive into our main segment here and get ready to preview this game against the Baylor Bears break down the matchups a little bit, come away with a key to victory, and then ultimately my score prediction for the final West Virginia football game of the 2023 season. So with no further ado, let's get into it here and break down this matchup against Baylor as 7-4 West Virginia hits the road, travels to Waco to take on the 3-8 Baylor Bears in the final game of the Mountaineer football season. All right, getting into this matchup here, obviously will be senior day there for Baylor in Waco, final game of the regular season for both the Bears and the Mountaineers here. West Virginia traveling there, the game going to take place November 25th, 7 o'clock p.m. kickoff. They're going to be televised on Fox Sports 1. West Virginia coming in 7-4 and overall, 5-3 and in the Big 12 Conference versus Baylor coming in 3-8 and overall and 2-6 and in the Big 12 Conference. Their two wins coming over Cincinnati, West Virginia's most recent opponent, and UCF. As far as the series history goes for Baylor and West Virginia as Big 12 foes, West Virginia actually holds the advantage 7-4 to in the 11 meetings. However, West Virginia's only ever won one game in Waco and they haven't won there since 2017. So something that can potentially motivate West Virginia right there is wanting to go down and get their first win in Baylor since 2017 and obviously only their second win at Baylor overall since they started playing there back in 2013. And it seems like West Virginia may have a good chance to do that if you believe the odds makers anyway at the time of this recording West Virginia currently favored by 11 points and ESPN's FPI matchup predictor giving West Virginia a 72% chance to win this football game and I think a lot of that is due to Baylor struggling this season and head coach Dave Aranda's fourth year with the program a lot of questions about his future and the future of this team moving forward and where their head's at but I think you know you also are dealing with a dangerous team in that aspect because they're coming into this game 
with nothing to lose. And, you know, if obviously I mentioned it's senior day, that's going to be something that can motivate them as well. But when you're playing with a team with nothing to lose, you never know what they're going to throw at you. So expect them to, you know, pull out all the stops against West Virginia in this season finale and try and leave out with a win because this is essentially, you know, their bowl game. They're not going to one with the losing record. So they're not going to finish the year with a winning record. So the best thing that they can hope for is to win their final game. So they're probably going to try and do that here against West Virginia and we may get their best shot in some time there. What Dave Aranda needs it and needs a win right now to finish out his fourth season. So there's a bit of a prologue on the game. Now let's get into the matchups here on both sides of the football, starting with the Baylor offense going against the West Virginia defense. Uh, Baylor offense coordinated by Jeff Grimes, his third year with the program, as he has touted that RVO offense, that reliable, violent offense. And it had been very successful for them in years past, but they have taken a big step back, unfortunately, on that side of the football. And in this game, there are questions to how they will perform against West Virginia as well. Their running game has been sorely lacking this season, so they've been heavily reliant on the passing attack, and that is reflected in their numbers there. They have the third overall passing offense in the Big 12, but the 13th rushing offense in the Big 12 conference, so that is reflected there. But the only issue they run into now is the health of Blake Shape, and their quarterback is in question. He will not play versus West Virginia, so the man that has been triggering that passing attack when you're running game has not been able to get going is out for them. So with an offense that's been struggling anyway, I think there are certainly some questions as to how Baylor will perform on that side of the football against West Virginia with Blake Shapen out of this game, which means we will likely be seeing sophomore quarterback Sawyer Robinson. The 6'4 signal caller has played some throughout this season already and would likely probably get the start here in Shapen's absence. But don't be surprised to see Northern Arizona transfer uh, junior quarterback R.J. Martinez potentially get some snaps for the Bears as well as they look for a spark offensively or anything to get something going on that side of the football. But as far as who they'll be targeting in the passing game, I think the players that West Virginia most needs to worry about are wide receiver Monterey Baldwin, who leads the team in almost every statistical receiving category, leading them in receptions and yards. 38 receptions, 623 yards, second on the team in touchdowns with four, but the team leader on touchdowns is tight end Drake Dabney. That's the other passing target West Virginia needs to look out for. Six foot five, 250 pound target, 31 catches for 529 yards on the year, uh, but both of those two guys are the only two that are anywhere near uh, the 500-yard mark. So really, those two are the primary guys that appears. Baylor does feature in that passing attack. As I mentioned earlier, the rushing game has left a lot to be desired on this season. But the two running backs that West Virginia will see in that backfield most likely will be Dominic Richardson, who actually transferred over from Oklahoma State. He leads the team with 494 yards on the season. But they also have Dawson Pendergrass, who leads the team with five rushing touchdowns as they've really struggled to move the football on the ground this season. As I mentioned earlier, 13th in the Big 12 in rushing, only averaging 114 yards per game. West Virginia's got to hope they can continue to contain that side of the football and not allow the Baylor rushing attack to get going in this season finale. And hopefully if West Virginia can force them to continue to be the same team that they've been all season, the team that's struggled to run the football and has to go to the air, uh, West Virginia can really game plan for that and potentially stop this Baylor offense. So I like West Virginia's matchup here 
here against this Baylor offense that's really struggled this season. West Virginia should have an advantage with their defense over the Baylor offense. So having said that, let's flip it over and talk a little bit about the other side and talk about the West Virginia offense going up against the Baylor Bears defense now. And that Baylor defense is coordinated by Matt Powledge in his first year with the program. And unfortunately for Coach Powledge, there has not been pretty for Baylor on the defensive side really this season either. You kind of expect that when you see the 3-8 and eight overall record and 2-6 and six record in conference coming into this game. They're currently 12th in total defense in the Big 12 Conference as they allow 412 yards per game. They're 13th in the Big 12 in rushing yards allowed per game, allowing 180 rushing yards per game. And then they are dead last in the Big 12 Conference in scoring defense, allowing 33 points per game to their opponents. So should set up nicely for West Virginia's offense that really seems to be clicking at the right time and got to hope that they go out and are able to you know, look the part against this Baylor defense that has struggled all season. West Virginia has done a good job of that in the past couple of matchups where it appears their offense, you know, overmatched the opposing defense. And West Virginia has really, you know, handled business in that aspect and, you know, not played down to their opponent, I guess you could say. And West Virginia is going to need to do that again in this game. But despite the Baylor defensive struggles, they do have some standout players on that side of the football. You guys know in these preview shows, I always like to pick out one at each level. And for Baylor, I think that's pretty easy. They have a standout at each level. On the defensive line, it's TJ Franklin, the senior there has eight TFLs on the season and three and a half sacks which is second on the team and then at the next level you're looking at linebacker Matt Jones who I would argue is probably the best player overall on this entire Baylor football team maybe he leads the team in tackles sacks and TFLs, 74 tackles on the season, four sacks, and 11 tackles for a loss. And then on the back end, um, you know, it's been a struggle there for Baylor, as I said, obviously, with the way their defense has performed overall. But they do have a bright spot in a freshman cornerback that's stood out for them in Caden Jenkins. He leads the team in interceptions with three on the season. So there's some of the players to watch for on that Baylor defense. But yet again, as I said, you know, when we talked about the other side of the football, it appears West Virginia has an advantage here as well. So, you know, on paper, West Virginia has an advantage when they're on offense, has an advantage when they're on defense. So ideally, West Virginia should win this football game. That's why you see the, you know, 11-point spread at the time of this recording, the reasons that West Virginia is favored. But we got to remember, you know, games aren't played on paper. West Virginia can't fall victim to a trap game here to a team, you know, that's going to put it all out there on their final game of the season. You know, I think of the old quote from the water boy, last game of the season, can't hold anything back now. And that's probably the mentality that Baylor's going to go into this game with. So West Virginia has to be on their toes for that, despite the fact they've struggled on offense and defense at times this season. And West Virginia appears to have an advantage on both sides of the football. They do have talented football players that can make plays. So West Virginia is still going to have to show up and play their A game to be able to come out and do what it looks like they're capable of doing in this football game, but let's talk a little bit about that then. What is my key to a West Virginia victory in this football game? And then ultimately, what is my score prediction for this one? Let's get to it here. My favorite part always of these preview shows. And here we are again for one final time in the regular season, providing a key to victory and score prediction here on episode 183 of the CRW podcast.
All right, key to victory and score prediction here on episode 183, our Baylor preview and predictions episode here on the Country Roads webcast. Appreciate you guys tuning into this one, whether you're on the video side or the audio side on the Country Roads webcast channel or there on the web at wbsportsnow.com. Can't say thank you guys enough. And, you know, not only for tuning into this episode, but for tuning in throughout the season if you've done so as we reach the end here of the regular season and now look forward to what bowl game the Mountaineers get, but hopefully they're heading into that bowl game as an eight-win team and not a seven-win team. And of course, this game will determine that. And as far as what could be key for a West Virginia victory in this game, I think that it's something that Neil Brown has talked about, you know, the past couple of weeks. And I think that definitely comes right in line this game. And that is my key to victory for West Virginia. And this one's going to be to finish. As Coach Brown has talked about, this is definitely an ideal scenario where that's set up. You know, Baylor, it's going to be their senior day. They're looking to, you know, end their year on a high note. I ran through the numbers there. They've really struggled this season. So they're probably going to pull out all the stops to try and go out on a positive note, have a positive end to their season here. So for West Virginia, you have to come into this one and try and be just as motivated and match that. And West Virginia should come into this game feeling that way. I know that they're a team that has more to lose than Baylor does, obviously. But West Virginia should have some things that motivate them. I mentioned some at the top of this preview, and obviously one of those being you don't have a good track record playing in Waco. West Virginia football has struggled there, haven't won there since 2017. That should motivate you to finally, you know, go there and get a win, be the first West Virginia football team in quite some time to be able to do that. And also, you should be able to, you know, be motivated by the fact that this could be your sixth conference win. West Virginia has only done that, you know, a couple of other times in the Big 12. And then this could also be your eighth win of the season. West Virginia hasn't won eight games in over five years. You can be the first team in Neil Brown era to do that as well. So, you know, plenty of factors that should motivate West Virginia. And the best way to sum up all those factors, I think, is to finish. Finish the regular season strong. Finish your Big 12 conference slate strong. And then go into a bowl game, you know, with eight wins, with six conference wins, and have a very successful team that looks the part. And I think not only do you need to finish as far as winning this football game, but, you know, do it the way that you have against Baylor, against Cincinnati, against these other teams that you've, you know, handled the way that you were supposed to. This Baylor team looks like a team that you should handle, especially with their starting quarterback out of the football game. Just come out handle business, don't fall victim to the trap game and overlook this team that's going to come out, you know, probably firing on senior day and let's finish Mountaineers. Now, do I think they will do it? I absolutely do. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you or try and sugarcoat it. I think West Virginia is hitting their stride at the right time. And I think they're playing a Baylor team that's kind of going in the opposite direction. I mean, you look last week, you thought if they were going to get up for a game, probably it would be that rivalry game against TCU, if anything, and TCU, you know, easily dispatched of the Bears. So I think West Virginia, you know, they may deal with some shots early from Baylor. It may be one of those games where they come out strong and then have to, you know, punch back in that first quarter and then deliver, you know, a haymaker that knocks them out maybe in the second quarter and lead on from there. Because as I said, you know, Baylor may try and pull out all the stops here on senior day, last game of the year, can't hold anything back now type mentality for the Bears. West Virginia may have to deal with that early in the game. But overall, when you're the better football team, as it certainly appears West Virginia is and should be in this one on Saturday, Ultimately, West Virginia is going to outlast them when it's all said and done. And I think West Virginia will pull away, even if they do deal with an early swing or two from the Bears. And I've got West Virginia not only winning, but also covering the current spread of this football game. You know, as the old adage goes, good teams win, great teams cover. Is this a great West Virginia football team? 
I'll leave that for you to decide. But what I can say is this is the most successful West Virginia football team in quite some time, and they're going to end this year with their first eight-win season in over five years, in my opinion, as I've got them defeating Baylor 38-14 to in the final regular season game of the 2023 Mountaineers season. But having said that, we've covered the Mountaineers' final regular season game here and provided my prediction for this one. But there are some other great Big 12 games happening here in Week 13. So let's make some predictions for those as well here to round out Episode 183 of the CRW Podcast here with our look around the Big 12. All right, around the Big 12 here in our final segment on episode 183 of the CRW podcast. We do have some Friday games this week in the conference, a couple of those, uh, one early Friday and then one as a nightcap there. So leading it off with our first Friday game that's going to actually take place at noon, it's going to be TCU traveling to Norman to face the Sooners. And this one could be interesting. I think that TCU, you know, they found some offense here in recent weeks. Maybe that will be enough to keep up with Oklahoma in Norman, but I just got to feeling that especially after a game in which Oklahoma allowed BYU to hang around that maybe that woke them up a little bit and they're going to come out resurgent against TCU much like they did when they played West Virginia after they were coming off of two straight losses. Obviously they didn't lose the game against BYU but they didn't play as well as they were expected to either so we'll see what happens but I think that Oklahoma is going to come out fighting against TCU. I've got the Sooners defeating the Horned Frogs there in the first game happening on Friday here in the Big 12 Conference in Week 13 and then the Nightcap, which is a game that's probably going to have a lot of eyes on it due to the conference implication, as obviously the Texas Longhorns can lock their spot in the Big 12 championship game with a win over Texas Tech. But if Texas Tech defeats Texas, then things really get funky there with the tiebreaker scenarios in the Big 12 conference. So a lot of teams probably pulling for the Red Raiders in this one. And obviously, of course, you have the rivalry aspect to this game going to kick there at 730 on ABC. But Texas is just far too talented for Texas Tech this year. I hate to say it. I think, you know, maybe the rivalry motivates Texas Tech a little bit. Maybe they're able to keep it close for a portion of this game. But playing in Austin, the Longhorns appear to be very good this year, especially in the trenches. They're just going to win this game, and they're going to probably win it by more than one score. In my personal opinion, I've got Texas winning that one. So moving on to our Saturday slate here in the Big 12 to round out Week 13 and round out our closing segment here on Episode 183. You've got Houston traveling to UCF at noon on Fox Sports 1. That'll probably be a fun one to watch. Could be some explosive offense taking place in that game. I'm going to go with UCF to get the win at home mainly just due to the home field advantage. I think that one could go either way, but UCF seems to really be playing better football since John Rice Plumley returned, and especially on the offensive side where they're really explosive. I think it could be a shootout, but I like UCF to emerge victorious there. Then BYU travels to Stillwater, 3.30 on ABC. I think if this game was playing in Provo, it could be you know a different story, especially with BYU coming off the performance they put on against the Sooners that I don't think anyone was expecting them to do last week. But obviously Oklahoma State's going to be well aware of BYU and they're not going to sneak up on the Cowboys now. And Oklahoma State's still playing for the potential to reach the conference title game. So they're going to be hungry and playing at home. Expect Oklahoma State to defeat BYU and probably to defeat them handedly, in my opinion. And then, of course, talked about the Mountaineers and the Bears, 7 o'clock kick on Fox Sports 1, one of three Saturday night games here in the conference as the next one we reach is the 7.30 kick on ESPN2 that will 
we'll see Kansas travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bearcats. Kansas has been very good this season, no matter who's been behind center. We've seen Jason Bean and then Cole Ballard some as well. So I think that Kansas is going to be too much for Cincinnati. I think they'll go out, get a road win there, and end with eight wins on the season as well. And then last, but certainly not least, we've actually saved the best for last, as we tend to do in our Around the Big 12 segment here. Our game of the week this week, week 13 of the conference, Obviously, it's got to be Farmageddon, right? As it should be. And I also have to add here, it's a travesty that this rivalry was not protected by the Big 12 for next season. Hopefully, they correct that in some way. Need to have Farmageddon on the schedule down the line in the Big 12 Conference and for years to come, obviously, one of the longest-running rivalries in college football. But having said that, I think that this should be a fun one this year. Playing in Manhattan, 8 o'clock kick on Fox, Iowa State traveling to Kansas State. And it's a tough one to pick here, I think. If you're picking this game, you're obviously, are you going with Iowa State's defense or are you riding Kansas State's offense? Because I think that that's kind of the matchup to watch in this one, not to say that the other side of the ball is lacking for either one of these teams, but that's the matchup that I think will ultimately decide this one. And I think Kansas State's clicking at the right time and playing at home could give them an advantage. I'm going to say that the Wildcats do just enough. I'm going to get Kansas State to win here in our game of the week in week 13 of the Big 12 Conference. They win Farmageddon here to round out the 2023 Big 12 regular season as that rivalry game will round out what looks to be a very fun slate of games here in Week 13 within the Big 12 Conference. And glad we got to cover it here in our Around the Big 12 segment on Episode 183 of the CRW Podcast. So there you have it, Mountaineer Nation, an update on some Mountaineer news, a breakdown of this matchup against Baylor, complete with my key to victory and score prediction, as always, and then, of course, predictions for some other games happening around the conference in Week 13. That will pretty much wrap up Episode 183 here, our Baylor preview and predictions, but would love to hear some of your all's thoughts, whether it's on this West Virginia football game or any of those other Big 12 conference games. Be sure, let us know about those there in the comments. We really appreciate those interactions as we continue to try and grow the Country Roads webcast community throughout Mountaineer Nation. And want to remind you guys, come chat with us immediately following the conclusion of this West Virginia and Baylor football game Saturday night. We'll be hosting the West Virginia post game show over on the Voice of College Football Network. You can find that on the West Virginia Voice of College Football channel or the Big 12 Voice of College Football channel. But if you don't get to chat with us live there, that's okay. We'll be releasing our Baylor Review and Reaction podcast right here yet again. You can find it on our YouTube here, Country Roads webcast, on the web at wvsportsnow.com or on any podcast platform. And if you want to know just when that episode will be releasing, you can find that out by following us on social media. We're on X at WVU Country Roads and then just Country Roads webcast on Facebook and Instagram. We appreciate you guys tuning into this episode and tuning in throughout the West Virginia regular season here. Hopefully it ends on a positive note and we get to see an eight-win regular season West Virginia football team for the first time in quite some time. And I'm super excited about the potential of that occurrence, as I know all of you all are throughout Mountaineer Nation as well. So having said that, as always, I'm Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those...